Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. Good morning if you're on the West Coast. Good afternoon if you're on the East Coast uh, or Midwest. Welcome to another episode of Weight of the Cape. Today's episode is entitled When the Superhero Has No City. And so we will be taking some time Hello to talk about. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. Somebody is bringing us back. That was yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. We're going to actually be talking about today how our journeys to redefining our paths and careers and all of those things that just really those moments and times when we feel like we don't necessarily have a particular place to be uh, and what that actually means for us. And so before we get started, we certainly want to jump in as we normally do. Um, to just celebrate and, and re respectfully understand where we are coming into today's conversation. So I am Tara Gay, and I think we forget to say that sometimes, I, at least I do. I am Tara Gay, and again, welcome um, to another episode. Uh, just want to jump in, and I just want to point out and just shout out my new lip just for one second. Mm. You know, you know mm. people tease you that you don't have enough lip, and so I just, you know, I keep trying different things with, you know, so... These are one of those kind of small accomplishments that really don't matter to anybody but you. But yeah, so <laughs> this is definitely news you cannot use, but uh, I wanted to take a moment to celebrate the new lip that I was able to create um, and try to have a little bit of an ombre. But again, people have said I don't have enough lip, but you audience can tell us you know, what you think about my lip. And if you'd like for me to show you how to do this lip yourself, but. Jumping right in, ladies. <laughs> or maybe Malika, like, let's tell them how we do a whole nude face. Like, like, like I'll, I'll show you something too. <laughs> oh my gosh, but seriously, I'm going to jump in. And Malika, how are you doing? Because I realized, Malika, when we came on, we almost matched today. So, and I think Dolores and I actually match. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, um, didn't just keeping up with school and everything else. Everything is fine. Every week I learn something new about my hair. So it's it looks good today. every week, but I'm, I think I'm finding which way it's happy and I'm happy with it. So, um, and I too have a, a lip situation. I bought lipstick to put on here, but really it's, it's pointless. Oh, so you're a true nude lip, huh? Yeah, I'm a true nude lip. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I have on message, so I feel oh. good about that. All right, all right, all right. Here's a mascara. Yes, I love it. Um, Vanetta, how are you today? I'm great. It's been a, a a week. I don't know what kind of adjective to put in front of the week exactly, mm. but it's been a week. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I don't know if I've told the story before, but I, I um, when I said I was going to major in English going to college, people said, "What are you going to do with an English degree?" And I've been seeing over this past week, like the fulfillment of things you can do with an English degree. Everything from getting an offer to edit a magazine to um, more content development ops. So I've just been, uh, as a, one of my leaders used to say, amazed by his grace mm. this week and uh, the things that are happening around us. Wow, I love it. Stephanie. And Malika, right. if you don't mind, we can go ahead and take off. We'll come back to the questions, but it's just so that we can have a full view of everybody. That would be great. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Um, Stephanie Armel, for those who don't know. But um, been having a pretty good couple of weeks. I started a new contract with a really, really, really uh, great organization. Are we dancing? 
We, yeah. I mean, we can dance, we can sing. Hey, hey. hey. Oh. <laughs> Oh <laughs> um, yeah, this is what what your girlfriend celebrating you looks like, people. It, it's a little quirky and crazy, but you still enjoy it. Um, and it it it's moving fast. I'm, I'm enjoying the pace, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's exhausting, ladies. It's exhausting. I'm gonna get me a nice little nap in after this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Dolores. How are you? I am good. I'm having dreams of getting to the beach, though. So that's mm. where I'm headed. And just a good week celebrating my girlfriends. I have another girlfriend who did a who released a book today, um, this week, this past week. So love shout out to she's a watcher. Shout out to Adora Green. Um, so she she released a prayer book, six p.m. prayers, um, which I'm I'm excited about. So just I like love it. Instead of 6 a.m. I it's love it. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Like, we don't have to get up early. Like, God, don't pray at 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Here, our prayer right. to Like, the Lord got 9 to 5 hours, like, red on up. Uh, my office. Red on, on that. What I forget what the movie is when they hang the man out the window. Yeah. When they hang the man out the window, my office hours are from 9 to 5. Repeat it after me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm good you know it was a good work week um it's hot as whoo i'm trying to live right because it's hot it's hot on the west coast y'all i'm trying to live right so you know want to get to the beach when we're done with this i gotta go get me a little that's where the cool breezes are so that's that's my that's what i'm dreaming about um but, but i'm good. good oh you know what and i've been into driving movies like so that's why i went to a drive-in movie um so yeah. Is it anything know. worth going to the movies for? Um, I saw the movie I saw last night was um, what not Cutthroat City, The Tax Collector, which was good. Um, I'm planning to see Cutthroat City, which is about yeah. New Orleans. It's set in yeah. New Orleans, um, produced by the RZA. So, oh, you know, yeah. so that it's Snipes, a, right? You got Wesley Snipes, Terrence Howard, Ti, like. You know, you know, roller to shake up a, a a number of black men and pull some out of the cup. Like that's what we got in the moment. <laughs> wow! So, so I feel good. so out of touch. I know. I was something. Where have I been? I only literally. This is hilarious because it connects to your T-shirt today, Vanetta, and what Dolores just said. Wesley Snipes was just on Entertainment Tonight talking about the fact that he's going to be in Coming to America too. But then they also talked about the fact that his other movie that Dolores just mentioned is coming out tomorrow. Well, now today, but yesterday they were talking. Why is he in coming to America too? He is actually playing the brother of Vanessa Bell um, Calloway's yeah. character. We don't need that. Does he? Is there a character in that? Is there a brother character in that? <laughs> right. I mean, she had a family. Had to be a two. It's a two. It's not the same yeah. one doing over. It's a set. It's a secret. Yeah. So they've expanded yeah. so the story. You gotta, you gotta introduce some new characters. In no, there. you don't. We don't even need all she did was bark like a dog, and then a right. big dog, and then she hopped out, and we never saw her again. Well, that, well, that's we, what they gotta. Establish and look at all the characters right. Eddie played. You don't need to add new people. That's new. You that's don't. new expensive. Just all put you some more makeup on the Eddie. Barbershop and the Miss Black Awareness pageant. I don't want all this extra now. <laughs> I don't want all this extra. Messing up like, my mood. Was oh the, my gosh. Well, hopefully that you enjoy it when it comes out. I yeah. hope so. I mean, my goodness. Oh, you definitely enjoyed the first one. So we definitely you better say it. Just, 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 if I got a shirt on. 
Yeah, I'll sing that for you later, audience. I'll sing yeah. Just Let Your Soul Go later. I That'll be our closing that. song for today. That'll be our closing. <laughs> so, ladies, I'm going to jump us in today to talk about kind of this idea of when the hero has no city. And for us, it really came out of a discussion we were talking about the spaces that sometimes you feel like you actually, and I think Malika and I have actually borrowed your language, Malika, or several other conversations I've been in when we talked about doling ourselves out in dosages where you don't feel like the fullness of who you are can actually show up because people can't, um, either they don't accept it or they're not prepared for the fullness of who we are. And so this whole idea around when the hero has no city came from a part of that conversation as well as a theme for us for today. And so I just wanted to dig in with a few questions that we will share. And we, again, we uh, place them up on the screen and we invite you all to have these kind of conversations with your girlfriends or with other friends and family members. And so certainly we will have those up on our Facebook page for you to be able to enter into these same conversations with your friends. But the first one I wanted to say is we know, again, linking us to movies right now, we talk about this idea of how we appear in movies uh, in books and other things that are, that are two-dimensional. But the, the problems that we often find that people have was when we show up actually in three dimensions or four dimensions. And so can you all talk about any challenges you have with showing up and living in multi-dimensions when people are not necessarily prepared for you to be your full selves? The multi-dimensions that we exist in, really a lot of times, like for instance, they could be the mother, it could be the friend, it could be the sister, like the ways in which we show up in the world. How have you found challenges with your multi-dimensional self showing up? And anybody can start for sure. Well, I can say that it's not necessarily even just grounded in the roles that I play. It's in how am I able to show emotion? in different areas and, and, and whatever. There are people who think they know me who think I don't cry. There's nothing that could break you to the point where, you know, I've never seen you in tears. I can't imagine you crying. Well, who, what kind of robot do you think I am? Mm -hmm. You know, I do have emotions. I'm, I'm, I'm pure Scorpio woman. I, I'm certainly not prone to wanting everybody to see the spectrum of them at all times. Mm -hmm. I know that I uh, handle certain things much, I, I don't wanna say better because that invalidates other people's emotions and, and feelings, but I handle things a little bit more uh, with, with a little bit more you know, compartmentalization mm -hmm. than other people. Everything doesn't make me cry but some things do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not able to, or I won't say I'm not able to, but I, I know that people are okay with seeing what they appear to think is angry in me because that's stereotypical. They're not used to, some are not used to the way that I articulate myself. If, if anybody who's watched these episodes and who knows me personally knows that I, I speak very fluent in different languages. I speak business. I speak, you know, uh, <laughs> I speak a very deep Louisiana accent, depending on my emotion and who I'm with. Um, I speak, you know, whatever. Right? Not, 
Mandy's, you know, <laughs> I, I can decipher men's true intentions through what they say and, and what they do very well. But they don't, some, I walk into a room and they don't expect me to be as articulate as I am. Or sometimes in the reverse, Black people don't expect, who, who think they know me, don't expect me um, to be able to speak, you know, um, on the other end of that spectrum. So I've walked this fine line of people having perceptions of me that I'm just kind of like, well, who, who do y'all think that I am? Who, who do I get to be? that genuinely reflects me when you're already projecting how you perceive me to be on me and hearing that, oh, you know what that means? Oh, and that, and that goes from both. You know what that means? Yes, I have an extensive vocabulary. Thank you very much. Oh, you know what that means? Uh, yeah, I grew up in a, you know, in a black household, in a black neighborhood, just like you did. You know, so it, it's not just um, it's not just other communities, but sometimes it's our communities too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about the, the idea that we, we, we often find ourselves defending black women and saying black women aren't a monolith, you know, that we're not just this one thing or black people aren't just this one thing and there's no one way to be black. And I think about that and I think about compared to other ethnicities, other races, and nobody else has to say that, you know, we don't have to say that white women aren't a monolith or that Asian women aren't a monolith, that they're right. not just one way we, but we feel this need to defend ourselves and say that, you know, that, that we are multidimensional, that we aren't all angry, we aren't all strong, or we aren't all angry all the time, or aren't all strong all the time. Um, and so I don't know if that's really an answer to, to the question at hand, but you know, I don't. Uh, there's a. I, I think similar to to Stephanie, I think that I I flow comfortably between lots of different spaces, and and you all are aware that um, I had recently had an issue with work where I was called basically the light skin CEO. You know that that I was a token, the CEO that people were comfortable with because of my complexion. You know, and so that. That, 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 that for some reason my complexion made me an acceptable CEO. When, my, when at the end of the day, colorism, we, we can have a whole different conversation on colorism, but at the end of the day, I'm still a black woman and I'm still in this black skin. And, you know, and so that, 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 that my complexion doesn't, doesn't change the dimension, you know, that, that question of dimensionality, you know, that maybe it, it adds, adds a dimension, but it is not a defining, um, I, don't, I don't feel like it defines me. I think that, and I don't let it define me. I think that other people put me in a category based on that. I don't know if I'm, if I'm no, no. being clear, but y'all know me. Y'all know I use all of the words and then I finally find my one statement that I'm trying to make. But not quite sure. Um, well, I'm sure. So <laughs> I've been a like Issa Rae put a name on it. She called it the Alfred Black Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and I've been uh, shamefully and blissfully unaware uh, until adulthood to people started telling me, do you know how you look? <laughs> do, you, do you know what people think about you? Now I'm very fully aware, <laughs> but for years in my teens, I was completely unaware. 
Um, and so I um, would say that I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't learn to calibrate myself. I'm a little bit in puberty. I'm learning how to do my own hair <laughs> and right now. And I'm also learning um, now that I'm aware of how, what kind of uh, ripples our footsteps put in the puddle. I'm aware now, right? I, I wasn't aware before and I didn't, I didn't worry. Um, it wasn't a consideration of mine. I, I would like to go back to the days when I had no awareness, but it's important. Um, and so I, I do think um, if we're gonna talk about being ourselves in the real world, um, mm -hmm. and we've said this before to each other, the expectation that a black woman might be fill in the blank, but when the kind of awkward black girl, insecure girl shows up, it confuses the living daylights out of everybody. <laughs> out of everybody. Right. Right. Um, and so um, to the degree that I've lived in a good bit of my head for a while, I'm, I was fine with that. I was fine with that. And, you know, thank you, Issa Rae. We're making it fine again, that I can live in my head a little bit longer. <laughs> it's okay. So. It's not, I like that, Malika, because I think about when, when, when I looked at the topic, when the hero has no city, I was like, yeah, because Batman has Gotham and Superman has, like, I started going through, like, who, which, which superheroes had their city. I was like, oh, what, what's my city? Is my city Atlanta or is it LA? Is it Baltimore? So, so I had that, that that's, that's the stuff that goes on inside our nerd brains. And so yeah. I am at same, at the same time, a nonprofit executive, I'm at the same time, a nerdy comic book loving, sci-fi fantasy loving girl. At the same time, I, you know, also can't twerk, right? So like, I think we don't all need to know how to do I tried, I tried, but like, yeah, that's not a skill yeah, I got. Some yeah. of our sisters got that covered enough for all of us. I, <laughs> I really don't need to know how to do that. You there's enough of that out there. Like, I, I could, I yeah. missed the, I didn't have that gene. I didn't get the twerking <laughs> Me either. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I have it. <laughs> yeah. You a twerker, you a twerker from way back. Before they even called it twerking, you was out there. There was a phrase before twerking, you know, they made it beyond they made the Beyonce PC mm -hmm. twerking. What we called it in the night late eighties, early nineties, New Orleans is exactly it's something we can't say on camera. Right. Uh -oh. But it's the same thing. Please put it in the same thing. As long as I'm sitting down. Listen, I can sit down and do it. I can't sit down. Where they at? Where they at? You're hurt. You're hurt. Everybody don't know about DJ Gemini. They don't know. <laughs> what do you know? question I actually thought of you because I know certainly when people think about people who are pastors or people who are of the faith or leading people in the faith-based um, kind of space 
I thought of you for sure because we know you vastly different from other people. Like we joke now about like your musical selection, some of the songs. We're just like, Pastor, why do you know this? <laughs> but we also know you. So when I thought about this question, I certainly thought about what or do you even face challenges of how you show up in your multidimensional self because you're very funny, very witty, you're very bright. And again, not to say that other people who are pastors who are leading, you know, faith services or other things may not be those things, but there's a certain way in which you present yourself in the world that I don't think that most people would associate with people who are pastors, but I think it will be the thing that will make people be more endearing to, to you because they feel a connection with you that does not require that faith doesn't require perfection. It allows you to be human and to have all the other things. So I just was thinking, what are your thoughts about that particular question for you in terms of the multi-dimensional ways that you show up for sure in the world? Listen, as a there's no other space that I feel more liberated than as a pastor, which may be uh, funny. I feel like uh, my personality and who I am is something God has graced me with to be a part of me pastoring. And I don't feel, I don't believe that pastoring is relegated to a space, a building or a particular people. People, when I think of pastoring, I don't think of membership or people that belong to me mm -hmm. uh, or belong to a certain flock. I think of shepherding anybody who needs me in any given moment to be some type of guide or shepherd or pastor. Mm -hmm. So that's really helped me in the last few years, even on social media. I can't tell you how many people I've met on social media that something about me um, drew them to me. And they just reached out and said, hey, can I email you about this? Can I talk about this? And most of the people who join me in Bible study or prayer are people that I met on social media. And I don't think that would have happened without whatever this is that I'm presenting. You know, I'm just me. I love Jesus. I love Jesus more than anybody, anything. And I think he wants me to love people. And so my personality, I think is a part of me loving people, just people feeling comfortable. Like they don't have to bring this perfected self, but I'm also uh, a pastor. You know, I believe in love and a certain way of engaging people. And uh, for me, especially, there's still places I know I don't go now, there aren't a lot of songs that I'll admit that because I love music. Uh -huh. So if a song hits me, I'm liable to just start singing it. I mean, sometimes I have to hold myself back because I'm just like, yeah, that really, I can't bring that Luke up, man. I need to let Luke go. Uh, <laughs> I can't be. Luke, Luke needs his soul saved too. Do, I don't. But I'll tell you, it's funny, even this past week, as people have been talking about these different songs that women have released, I've been thinking about when I was in middle school, the music we were listening to, and I think yeah. people have forgotten. Like, Y'all don't remember, like Lil' Kim and these different artists. Lil' Kim was college for me. At college. And I, it, yeah, it makes me think about our work and the things that people who are charged with mentoring and, and uh, talking in these different spaces and guiding should be doing, it doesn't make me think about the people making the music. I probably have a different perspective. Like I've talked to people about different things. I just think a lot of what we're seeing in the world is um, a result of the laziness and the lack of focus of the church. Mm -hmm. I don't think about 
the the looking at the outcomes and saying, oh, these people shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, what are we doing? Mm. And so that helps me with my my personality and how I approach things too. You know? I'm trying to reach people. I think Jesus went and sat with people. I know he did. That folks would say, what are you doing with them? Mm. It's this new church that's just like, I can't go here. I can't do this. I can't sit with these folks. And how can you be light if you stay with light? Or who you mm. think is light? Sometimes we with light, but we really with darkness. But I won't get into that. It'd be a message for two weeks from now. (laughs) That's right. It's that idea that the church should now float above the people instead of walk Mm -hmm. with them. And that makes me really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was talking about Veneta to someone and I was like, Veneta, it's the gospel of love. You know, that, 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 that's, that's the gospel that Vanetta preaches. That's what I love about Vanetta, that like if the, at, at the end of the day, that's what we are called to do is to love one another and, you know, love each other in all of our dimensions. And that's what I feel like, it's one of the special things about this group of, this group of, of girlfriends that, that's gathered here is that y'all accept me in all of my dimensions, whether I am in, singing an inappropriate song at an inappropriate moment, you know, <laughs> whether I don't understand a cultural reference that's like, how yeah. do you not know this song, Dolores? Whether <laughs> I, you know, can't catch the beat when we dance it, like whatever it is, like that's the, you know, and it's, it's love in all of my, all of our dimensions and all of our flaws and all of our imperfections and perfections, right? You right. know, you celebrate with, we celebrate with each other when we are, when we're high, but when we're doing well, but I am in it with you. I'm pushing you. I'm encouraging you. We're encouraging each other when, when there's the, the shortfall, when, you know, when it didn't go the way I need it, you know? And so, right. and I'll say the other thing is like the fierce loyalty, like fierce and, and, and not blind loyalty because there's some there's a difference like it's a fierce loyalty that is you know like all right like we gonna strap up like not we nobody is actually ever strapped up but like who we need to call (laughs) 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 but i know if i need that that y'all y'all got my back right but y'all are loyal enough to say dolores you ain't right you know, your, lo- your loyalty isn't blind. It's the loyalty like, Dolores, yeah, I'm sorry. You shouldn't have done that. Like, like I'm going to help you fix it. But what Stephanie said is true about the different languages. Now, what's funny for me about being a pastor is people will talk to me sometimes and they'll start, they'll talk about scripture and they'll say, well, you know, it says this over here. And I said, I know. And it also says da 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 And they'll stop and pause and they'll say, you you know scripture like that? I said, yeah, I'm a pastor. I know the whole Bible. The whole Bible. I read it several times. And uh, I have a master's degree in theology and a doctorate in theology. And, uh, you know, I was trained to be a pastor too. I took, you know, ministerial classes. So I think sometimes my personality may make people think, oh, this person might not even know, you know, the deep, the, what we call the deeper things of scripture. And they're just really, their minds are blown. And I'm like, yeah, I know what it says there. It says this, and over here you'll find this uh, because I'm a, a student. But it's intriguing. It, it lets me know the perceptions that people have about pastors too, and and a lot of them are unhealthy uh, and really contribute to people being in bondage in church because they're expecting these folks who are trying to own them. And I always tell God, I don't want to own your people. I don't want anybody to belong to me. I don't, 
these are these are your folks Mm -hmm. so let me know what to do concerning people so some of the things that you all are talking about though i think really starts to move us to naturally kind of our next question or thing to talk about which is around this whole idea of our identity and when we became became aware of who we wanted to be and who we accepted ourselves to be did you find that either the world changed or your ideas about the world changed as a result of you stepping into your identity but like for Malika when you talked about it having a name with Issa Rae giving it a name did you feel like once you had that understanding that your ideas about the world changed or somehow the world changed as a result of you understanding, I know who I am and I'm okay with who I am. So like, and it could be both those things, but just interested to know as you stepped into your identity, what did you have as a, an experience for yourself around the way the world actually come to either came to be for you or showed up and how the world either did or did not accept your identity as you had defined it? I think, you know, you're catching me at, these are all the questions I'm living through right now, mm-hmm. right? So you're catching me at um, a moment where I am, I would say as awkward and weird and goofy as I was. And I never worried about myself. I should have, but I didn't. I was mm-hmm. completely fine with who I was. Um, Right now, like there are, there are so many cool things happening in the world that have black women's names t- attached to them, not least of which is Kamala Harris, right? Like, but, um, you know, we live in Atlanta, some of us live in Atlanta, and the mayor, the lead, leaders of many nonprofits, the leaders of many businesses are all black women. Um, it's pretty impressive. And so, uh, it is 100% human and like a young girl would look up and say, I could be Keisha Lance Bottoms. Um, but if you're the awkward black girl, can you be Keisha Lance Bottoms? You know, like, are, are you able to see yourself there because she's not wearing knee socks and, um, and you know, whatever little girls do now, I have, I have a little boy, I have no idea. I have, I'm completely a, you know, unattached to that right now. Um, but I wonder, like, how do you how do you see yourself if you don't see the trajectory in front of you? Mm-hmm. But I do think what's happening for me right now is that now that I recognize how I land in a group of black women, how I land in a group of white women, I'm asking myself questions. Am I okay with landing differently in both of those groups? Because the reception is drastically different in both of those groups, and not that I like one more than the other, but both of them make me question who I am. It actually makes me think more about who I am and how I'm presenting myself and whether or not being 100% me is gonna be okay in either of those environments or environments where they're mostly men or environments where they're mostly black men or environments where they're mostly black women, I mean, uh, white men, because I think differently about how I show up and what I get back. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I made a joke earlier that I'm kind of in this moment of puberty. I feel like I've taken my 40s and decided to recreate myself in my 40s. Um, and Terry, you sent me that quote from Tracy Ellis Ross, like it's never too late to kind of mm-hmm. 
live your dream. And so I'm dismantling and reassembling um, and keeping the parts that I love and letting go of the things that um, have, to your point, Vanetta, been bondage. But um, right now, right now, I'm, you, you caught me like dead smack in the middle of figuring out how, how does an awful black girl grow up? She 40, she gotta grow up. How does she do that, you know? Dead smack in the middle of that conversation with myself. It's not an elegant answer. It's not one that I want to share with Facebook and the world, but it is the truth. We're constantly reinventing ourselves and rebirthing ourselves, so Malika. So I don't think it's just a, you know, I'm looking, it's not just a, an awkward black girl thing. It is, it, we are living beings. So we are constantly shedding something and taking on something else. So, uh, which I think is perfectly, perfectly fine. What'd you do, Tara? Yeah, I'm sorry. I dropped. So sorry to the audience. If we went away, we're back. Um, <laughs> I would say for myself, <laughs> let's say, because I said some things I do not want people to hear. So I'm glad we dropped. Um, they probably caught what you said, though. Yeah, they definitely saw what you said, Malika. Um, <laughs> I would say this week is the first week that I really have made the decision that I am no longer going to try to modify my identity based on the audience. The audience either receives who they paid to come see or they walk out of the show. But it, what I'm not going to do is keep changing the script because a different audience has come in. So I'm treating myself like a phenomenal Broadway play. You know what you bought tickets for. You may not like it, and that's okay. But guess what doesn't happen? I'm not going to change the show just because someone else didn't like it and they were in the audience. What they get to do is to go to another theater and enjoy the show and the performance that they want. And that is because I think I have spent most of my life as a Black woman trying to prove that I was worthy of being in the spaces that I was in and that I had earned those things. And what I am now at a space of saying is that I know who I am, I know what I bring, and what I can do for you is demonstrate what I have been blessed with in terms of my skills and my talent. But what I will no longer do is try to prove to you that I should have been here all along. And so that, to me, I think now changes how I view the world because the world now to me is my audience versus me now trying to perform for other people and constantly changing my character to fit whoever has come into to the, to, to see the theater or the play that I, I was supposed to be putting on. So I do think that that gives you a different boldness as to how you step into the world because it says that at any given moment, you recognize that if this is not, if I am not what you are looking for, you have another space that you can be in, but what I refuse to do is to keep retreating to make it easier for you to exist. Um, and it can be scary because that means there will be things you will have to walk away from because people are not ready for who you are. But that is not something I'm going to choose to shift anymore. Uh, and I will pray on it with God to continue to be able to allow me to, you know, sustain a career or whatever that's going to look like with that. But I do believe what people are showing up for now is my authentic self, who I finally decided was worthy of being on all the time without hesitation and without needing to modify who I am when mm. I show up. So I do think that is how, again, to me, the world will now change 
because I now see myself as a person who I get to determine my relationship with the world. I am no longer allowing the world to determine what kind of relationship I have to be in with it. Awesome. That, but that's that's true. I found that too. Like I, I, you find yourself saying, "Well, if this isn't who you actually want to do this, mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. then you need to find somebody else to do it." Because I'm me. You know, there were people I would once look at and say, "How are they getting away with showing up every time like this?" Yes. But we what I found out is they have a knowledge base and a skill set that they worked on perfecting that when they go into those spaces, they, they can show up as their authentic selves because mm-hmm. what's been invited to the table is their expertise, their wisdom, mm-hmm. and their ability to impart something. Well, I found that to just be real. You know, when people know that you have a certain ability to do something or to lead a group in a certain space, it's like, yeah, come on in here with your colorful glasses and your t-shirts. <laughs> Me don't care. Mm-hmm. And they just like, we wanted that knowledge. We wanted what you're bringing. And that's a freeing space. Mm-hmm. It really is to be able to say, well, if you're not wanting me, then let me pass on this. You can get somebody else. And we spend it. a lot of time trying to adjust ourselves and adjust mm-hmm. our spaces to make everyone else comfortable. Right. But, but, but no one else is doing that for us. They're not mm-hmm. like, how do we make this space more welcoming so that Tara can walk in and be authentically Tara, mm-hmm. you know, and, but, but I'm trying to say, well, how do I make this group comfortable? How do I make right. the donor comfortable? How do I make the board member comfortable? Mm-hmm. Nobody said, how do we make Dolores feel like this is a welcoming open space for her. And so the the idea that we have to constantly try to adjust ourselves, let me shift, let me, you know, let me diminish myself, or I even even I gotta make myself more than or less than in any given moment. You know, that's the But I knew I want to clarify one thing quickly, yeah. Vanetta. When we say that too. So often when people say, oh, that's just how they are. That's just how they, that usually is someone who is with a a nasty attitude. When I say I'm showing up and I know who I am, that is the person who is loving. I can Mm -hmm. be silly. I can be vulnerable. That means I am funny. I am fun. That's the person that I'm saying because I have come to like who I have become. Oh y'all, she's so goofy. She just, she's so <laughs> I so am. I so am. I mean, I got dances for food and everything, but and that's what I'm saying. Like that's who I am, and that's who right. I will show up as. And it's not one of those in a negative way of that. Well, you know, that's just how Tara is. No, no, no. That's mm-hmm. how Tara is, and that is phenomenal. That's that's right. what I'm saying for me when I say that. And I know a lot of times when people say, "Well, I don't intend to change," it's because they're in a nasty space and right. people don't choose to deal with right. them. I'm saying I'm in a place of peace and in the love of who I am and who God has gifted me to be. And I know that if you just allow me to show you what God has granted me, then you too will enjoy this time in our space together. But if you don't, then you weren't looking for this particular gift God gave me. You might be looking for somebody else's gift. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, it's a different space. mm -hmm. Yeah. And think about it, in all the ways that we've shown up in our time on this earth in these different spaces, uncomfortable and all, we still lost opportunities. We've Mm -hmm. still been misunderstood. Mm -hmm. We've still been mislabeled. We've Mm -hmm. still been treated so poorly and so badly when we were definitely 
not deserving of those things. Mm -hmm. So now we're in a space of self-knowledge and self-love that says, guess what? You're going to get all this magic. Mm -hmm. You're going to either like it, love it, get down with it, or leave it alone. But I am tired and I'm no longer going to show up as what makes you comfortable because in your comfort, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm misused. I'm mistreated. I'm not appreciated or valued. If I'm not going to be any of those things, I might at least be happy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Happening. Yes. But I remember last year, I think it was a turning point for me. You know, every year I, I'm at the King holiday service and I'm doing something, I'm working. And last year, I don't know, I look back at photos from that day and I say, what was going on, Vanetta? You look good. Because I had on <laughs> that's right, like sister. this purple MLK shirt and this camouflage jacket with these purple glasses and some black pants and some purple Air Jordans. And I look back at the photos and I said, girl, that was you. Because it's like I had this glow about me versus what I would have looked like if I was trying to meet somebody else's expectations mm -hmm. for that day. And I did some great work and was a part of some great initiatives. And I felt like I was myself mm -hmm. and I was in my element versus trying to be somebody else. And, you know, you're trying to show up for people so they'll accept you and feel like that's the job you should have versus saying no. There's something about me that's unique and that I'm skilled at that even allowed me to be in this role. And so let me just continue to be that, you know, because I'm perfecting something and everything brought me to this place. And when I look back even 20 years ago, being an AmeriCorps member and, and learning those different things and then moving into different roles, everything we experience brings us to these moments. And sometimes we don't bring our full selves, but those are the, those are the parts of ourselves that allow us to even do well where we are now. And we're great. I mean, I think how we show up, look at us. We all look different. Mm -hmm. We're bringing different things. We're not um, monolithic. We're not the same person. I'm here with my Afro and my rainbow glasses. Tara's with her hair wrap. Dolores is glowing with her flow. And, and uh, you know, Malika has her natural. And Stephanie's over there with her poof and doing her thing. And we just all wonderful. And don't forget my natural lip. My new no, natural oh, lip. Don't forget the lip, lip, honey. Don't uh, forget yeah. the lip. <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, do we have any uh, comments or questions? I just we want do. to make sure. Yes, let me make sure I give us room for that to invite folks we in. Do many, many, many people uh, many, many are, are are saying? Well, we have some comments, and people are saying how much they are. Uh, what we're saying is, is it resonating with them and how deep it is. Um, KVK says, why put in all that extra work to make other people comfortable? Mm -hmm. um, Gretchen Lacey, uh, you walk away from spaces all the time because what you have to say wouldn't be accepted as given. Mm -hmm. um, Justine Butler, uh, Malika Berry taught me about being one's genuine self any and everywhere, whatever makes you happy inside could be a phrase for the boardroom, the breakfast table, wherever. Mm, thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you, you know, that's the thing I listened to Malika, Malika talk about reinventing herself. And I remember when I first met Malika, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, she is phenomenal. I want to be just like her when I grow up. I was fabulous in my head and I was. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> right? And so the, the, the idea that, that we are reinventing ourselves, I was like, oh, no, that was who I was. I was aspiring to be mm-hmm. that Malika, the, the person you were. Um, and, and, and that's why I say it is okay. It is okay to, to be reexamining and reevaluating yourself at, at every turn. That's just like, that's being a woman, that's being a person, that's being yeah. human. No, I want to say y'all yeah. like y'all there I'm always perhaps not as honest with Facebook but certainly honest with these women and, and so like every time I'm like I some one some days I'm having a hard time I was like Tara just send me something nice please she sent me a quote every couple of and I'm like okay okay that's right. what I need but I I appreciate listening to you all because the parts of me that were I was unsure about you all have reminded me and it has nothing to do with um, how I show up, but what I think about me, right? And so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm having that same moment of um, that you had at, at uh, King Holiday Veneta where you said, oh, I look good. Mm-hmm. I'm having that moment where I think- And joyful. Yeah. And yeah, I'm in that moment right now. I'm like, right, this is good, but how do I put this here? Like I'm putting the pieces back together again. Um, but, and think of it this way, Malika, because we often talk. talk about language. Stop saying you're reinventing yourself and say you're expanding on a phenomenal model. You're just adding more for people to love for the yes, model. Yes. You are just expanding an, an amazing model that already existed because people wanted more of that phenomenal model. So that's what it is. You're not reinventing anything because there was nothing wrong that required that invention to be done over. So, yes. Don't um, make me well, break out in Diana Ross because I will. <laughs> bring my hands up. I'm coming. Coming. <laughs> the word to you know. you gotta do, do it, Doctor Terry. Do it again. Coming. <laughs> yes. You all right, now you know we'll be playing on in the back of my head all week long. Listen, these are the songs we want our audience to take away and feel their soul. Because this is what we do. We have parties in our head all the time. Spontaneous <laughs> songs. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. So I would just say, ladies, let's then change the last question for us, because I do think that many of us have talked about this and then talking to what some of the audience um, folks have shared with us today. What advice would we give to our uh, to other women, especially younger, younger black girls or black women who are like ourselves expanding in a phenomenal model? What would you offer as advice as to how they reconcile? who they want to be fully versus who other people are still expecting them to show up and be. How do they reconcile that, I think? What advice would you offer? Hmm. This is, this is a, a hard one because you want to give good advice, um, but you don't want to impede growth, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I think that the first thing is tune into self. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I like everything from Aretha Franklin to Duran Duran to, you know, Johann Sebastian Bach. It wasn't always popular in terms of, you know, I, I as a person have never felt unpopular, but what I'm saying is that some of my choices in life, when you listen to a certain thing, like you listen to that white music, oh, you can rap such and such and such. Oh yeah, just a me nighty bit, just a little bit. Um, but learning to love the person that I was in the moment helped me to show up hugely in the world. 
Mm. Right. Um, not saying that I never doubted myself, but what I can say is I think a few episodes back, I said something about trusting your gut mm -hmm. because it's never led me wrong. Continue to trust your gut in your evolution. Gravitate toward those things that make you happy, that validate yourself in positive ways and the people that those vibes are generated from. Anytime in any place where someone is tell, tear, tearing you down, talking to you badly and whatever, immediately exit those spaces, immediately cut ties with those people if you can. Hopefully it's not you know, family or anything like that and you're a young person, but always trust your gut, always be okay with liking what you like and not, um, not always going to what's popular. I watched Cardi B and, and Meg The Stallion in that WAP video and then turned around and watched her interviewing Joe Biden that girl is multidimensional, even though people want to put her in a box, in one little box that says she's just this, right? She's gotten tweets from her former teachers who were like, this girl, especially our history teachers who were just like, this girl has it. She's a whole lot smarter than y'all think she is. But public opinion says that she's only this one thing. Stop believing that you're just that one thing because that's what the world tells you. Mm -hmm. Be everything from her rap persona to her political aware, aware person, right? That's a lot of things in between that. And it's okay for you to be that too. It's okay. Thank you. Benetta, what would you offer? You know, I, I grew up, I was the, the, I would say in my family, four girls and my sisters were in the band. They were like majorettes and stuff like that. And I was, I was at home reading encyclopedias. Uh, and loving it. Like I would read the L Encyclopedia. I could tell you the layout of London and the different areas in London. I could tell you uh, about Grant Park in Chicago. Uh, and people would say, well, well, you know, you need to be doing this or doing this. But when I look back, it's that movie Signs where at the end, the main character sees all the things that have led him up to this moment enough that he's able to endure what he's encountering in that moment because it's a culmination. Everything has taught him something. And I think life is like that. And so I just encourage people to find those things that you're passionate about. And I'm also grateful for my mother. If I hadn't had this mother that said, girl, if they're reading encyclopedias is what you wanna do, read them. You know, mm -hmm. If entering journalism contests is what you wanna do, you're not supposed to be in the band. If you're not ever supposed to get, if you don't ever get married, your life has been full. I just have had a mother who genuinely said, mm -hmm. this seems to be your path. Get on that path and enjoy your life. And I just encourage that same, I, I give that same advice. Find that path, those things you're passionate about. If you're different, if there's something about you that is not the same as people in your circle, it's working for you. Mm -hmm. Whether you realize it or not, one day you'll see that it worked for your benefit, that there's something you're supposed to do in life, that those things that you thought were strange worked out. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes don't see it till we hit like maybe 40, maybe like I am 44. And we look back and we say, wow, that worked for me. I have a knowledge base about things because I was reading encyclopedias. 
that I wouldn't have had had I not been that curious kid. And, and, and I wouldn't have this love of music if, you know, I would have listened to people who said, Michael Bolton, Celine Dion, what are you listening to? Good stuff. And it's still good stuff to me. It allowed me to be multifaceted where I can sit in rooms and talk about different things. Because when people were saying, oh, that's strange, you shouldn't be reading that or you shouldn't be interested in that, I still was. And so you may be different, but it's putting you on a path. And if you're passionate about it, and if it's helping humanity, most of all, stay in it. Yeah. I would say for myself, the advice would be to stop um, taking away the compliments that other people give you because somewhere in that compliment, they saw something fuller in yourself than you've seen in yourself. For me, that was, I often said, oh, I can pull off a modicum of cute, but I never saw myself as someone who was actually beautiful. And it wasn't, you know, I love my Mac just because I love to play in the makeup and I don't think that makes me beautiful. But I just became comfortable with the idea that if someone says that I was beautiful, I can simply say thank you versus trying to walk backwards and say why I'm not or why I'm just this versus yes, thank you for that compliment. Uh, and so that would be for me, the reconciliation had to come internally versus what was happening externally. Because externally, thankfully, there were people along my journey and as you say, Vanetta, my path that saw something in me that I was unafraid. Well, I was afraid actually. I was afraid to allow other people to understand that I also saw it. And something told me that, you know, when something good happens or people acknowledge something that you have as your gift or your talent, my nat natural inclination was to minimize that because I felt like I needed to make space for other people to be great and not come off as arrogant. But yeah. accepting your gifts is not arrogance. It is actually the opposite. It is the appreciation for understanding that not everyone will have the same things, but you have to grant appreciation for the God that's given it to you. And whether or not you are a person of faith, I happen to be. So that's why you will hear me reference God. But for you, it may be something else. Whatever that is, even if it's just another circle of people that uplift you and remind you of how phenomenal you are until you can believe it for yourself, keep those people around. Because otherwise what gets into your space is people who will tell you that you're not. And because you are already in a space of darkness and doubt, you'll remain there yeah. rather than stepping into the light that you were intended to be. So that's what I would encourage all of us. Because again, I don't think that is just for young women. There are women who are our ages and older who are languishing in uncertainty of who they think they're supposed to be. And they are struggling every single day to step into the fullness of themselves and be okay with who shows up. And so that would be at any age, my, my advice or my um, offer of support as to how you actually live to your fullness and be your full self. Uh, I, 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 what you're saying, Tara, makes me think about you can't be yourself until you know yourself mm, mm. and so there's that that would be my advice that you know thinking about some of the things we've talked about today is spend time with yourself spend time falling in love with yourself and getting to know who you really are try mm -hmm. things you know when, when i moved to california someone said i said oh well, i'm not really an outdoor person i'm not really that they're like how do you know? Like you've never lived in California before. You might love hiking. You may love these things. And, and so don't close yourself off. So spend time 
getting to know yourself so that you can be yourself. Spend time saying yes to new things so that you can say, say clearly, no, I do not like hip hop, you know, or no, I do not like, you know, what, I'm not saying like something might be wrong with you if you don't, but um, no, <laughs> but, but just spend time with yourself, getting to know yourself and being comfortable with who you are. And that's how you're going to be able to be yourself in spaces that might not always see you or welcome you or want the whole you, you'll still be comfortable because you know who you are and that, and that's, that's not going to change. So that would be my advice. I would say also reward yourself. I was joking, Dolores, when you were talking, you said love yourself. And I said yes, and marry yourself. Um, because for some of us, we rec recognize that we not necessarily we don't necessarily want to have husbands. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't have phenomenal diamond rings. And so if you can afford it, get yourself one and then explain to people why you bought it for yourself. It is not. And I love the people who are constantly telling me, oh, that's going to keep you from your husband. No, if God intends for me to be married, and I don't know that he does, but if he does, he will present that man in a way that he will understand it. In our very first conversation, we'll be able to clear up how I got the rings that I have and it had nothing to do with a husband and that I am free to love him if he's ready to be loved. And so again, I would say do not allow other people's decisions around how you should show up either to determine what things you actually deserve. If you can afford it and you've always loved it, diamonds and I really go well together. So I don't think I should not have them just because I don't happen to have a husband. So I'm telling you, and, that's right. If that's your and, job, go ahead. And it'll <laughs> let him know if he can't exceed that <laughs> ring, he might not need to ask. You know, that's what I'm trying to tell saying. people. It's possible. Well, I would have said no. <laughs> but I said carry on. Well, okay. ladies, I don't know, Malika, if you had something in the last minute to say. I just wanted to share that this has always been great. I think today people may have seen the more silly side of all of us today because uh, I think we certainly laugh more at today's episode than we have in any others. Even yeah. when the, the, you know, the topic was what maybe have been perceived as being a heavy one. But again, even when you don't have a city, if you have an entourage that will travel with you till you find the place that you belong, this is, that's, that will keep you and sustain you. So yeah. if you're out there and you feel like you don't really know where you belong, find the people you belong to and who belong yes. to you. And then you will be able to make it no matter where you are. So yes. we what? where's my shout music? <laughs> 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 I definitely say thank you all so much for tuning in. Sorry about the little glitch with the drop. I think that just has something to do with how many people are on the internet right now. We thank you all for your comments. We invite you to continue to share comments with us. Um, so yes, yeah, Stephanie, quickly. Yeah, we have a few more last comments. Jody okay. Clyde Rosos. I hope I'm saying yes, your name Rosos. right. Rosos, um, yeah. Great. She said, um, we need more mothers like that in reference to uh, what Vanetta was saying oh, about her mom, me. ones that really know you and support your dreams and goals. Um, Audra Mack said, you can't be yourself until you know yourself. Hashtag boom. <laughs> and uh, Justine Butler just said, I'm I'm about to go jewelry shopping. Yes. <laughs> go, baby, go. Yes. Go. Yes. go. My and, dad is watching too. Hello, Mimi. That's uh, Mimi. Right, right, right. I love it. I love it. Well, whatever party, 
that you have in your head, whatever your theme song is for the day, go out and live it, love it, and have a great Saturday. Enjoy, and we look forward to seeing you all in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much for being a part of this journey with us. Ladies, love you all so much. Love See you. you all love you too. Bye. 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 Love y'all. Love y'all.